Hello and welcome to Damn Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. My name is Doug and these are my acute mental neuroses. There's finally a substantial list you cannot see. Um, some of it neurotic, some of it not, some of it just, this is the only place I can talk about some of these things because they don't make sense to talk about them on other shows. Let's just start with bullying on D&D. Now, I know that Chief Development Officer and No Applause co-host Lizzie listens to this once in a great while, so I don't want him to think I'm actually being serious about this. This is purely facetious and hashtag first world drow problems. But it's so funny that on a game that mostly high schoolers, you know, play, I mean, for the most part, that's when you get introduced to d and I'm being treated like the actual nerd. Um, I'm actually, my character's been... Uh, been being bullied, um, having things stolen from him, destroyed, luckily repaired. But I think it's just, um, you know, I, I think I think Lizzie is acting out altruistically. I think he's being like Hunter Solomon or Zoom from the Jeff Johns run Flash. Yes, this is getting nerdy because I'm comparing D&D to Flash comics. That he's trying to make me a quote-unquote better hero. He's trying to make me a better, play, uh, not player, but um, better character by taking away what I use to focus my spells and have me do it, like, naturally like a sorcerer or a wizard. But that's not the way bards work. They work by playing music. So it was real fun to have my loot stolen and then uh, torn apart and placed on my chest while I slept so that when I woke up, it was like finding the horse head in the Godfather film. So... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm being bullied on D&D, but it's a lot of fun, actually, and it's so interesting because Lizzie will pass me a note during the game to bully my character, and I have to kind of put on different hats in terms of, like, okay, how do I play as the bard, as Crucible, not knowing what I know as a DM and what Lizzie's doing. Um, so it, it makes for interesting gameplay, I will say that. Um, now speaking of things I do outside of tabletop games, I'm going to call this the beginning of the social season, which is bizarre because it's getting colder, but, um, this week I'm going to a, a, a book release that a friend illustrated as well as my friend's band is playing. So I'll be going out this Friday night. Um, like I said, I think last week it's nice that I'll have like a gang of people there. So the social anxiety should be at a minimum, um, other than I don't know quite where it's. At. So really, it's just anxiety of driving and parking downtown and um, figuring out where I'm going. The next week, my other friend's band is playing, and it's their CD release, and that's going to be a blast. I was talking to the drummer's girlfriend last night, because she plays trivia with me, and or I play trivia with her, really. She started the team, but that's a whole other story. So short story, she started the team, and then I ended up joining. I was talking to her, and I was like, yeah, you're not, you're not going to be at trivia you know, next Friday because you know your boyfriend Tyler's band is playing. She goes, oh, I was like, I'll be there too, because I went to middle school and high school with their singer. And she's like, oh, thank God, like someone else I'm going to know. And I'm like, ah, I know what that means. So it's going to be cool, because once again, Libby, not to be confused with Lizzie, Libby, um, and I don't really hang out socially. We see each other for trivia, and we're friends, but really it's always within context of a group, so it ought to be interesting to put us together. It's it's akin to like a sitcom or TV show where you put two characters that really don't interact a lot uh, together, um, which I love that trope. So, let's see. Now, um, I've gone from a playing with a small group of people to going out to big social events to now things I do by myself. The web update, um, I have pretty much sliced 
all of the web page together. Uh, my next step is I've got to fix a few things on the variant cover page, switch around some directory listings, and then after that I'm going to start um, hard coding it um, with the links. And I'm going to do that in Dreamweaver instead of doing it on our server because I don't know what kind of HTML editor our server is going to have since it's not an outright hosting service. So I think I'm going to try to just um, get ahead of the curve on that one. So, you know, really it's going to be, that's going to be the time consuming, tedious part because um, it's a lot of cut and paste, all the links that I have in a um, text file. And, you know, I mean, there are a lot of pages on a website sometimes. You know, I forgot that we've got like 80 variant covers. Um, now, really, the links for that aren't going to be uh, too much because I can just, uh, whenever you click on a variant cover, it just takes you back to the variant cover page. So that won't take me that long. Um, but it'll be a lot of like right click or, uh, um, you know, cut and paste rather. Um, but I'm going to have to do it like 80 fucking times. Um, and I know that I'm missing a couple buttons. So that's going to be fun sorting out which ones I've got. Um, it's going to be some work with an actual notebook. But um, basically, whenever Lizzie gets me the word that, you know, the servers, uh, that our, our website's being um, hosted properly and that everything works, then um, probably in the next month, uh, maybe uh, near the end of the year, uh, I'll uh, put up the new site slowly but surely and make sure everything's working. And I'll be very interested to see what you Baconeers think of how it looks. It looks, to me, it looks a lot cleaner, more professional, which is what Lizzie wanted. Um, I was having a few problems with the shows page, so I took out a design element in the background. Um, so it looks a little plain, but the way that I've aligned all the buttons make it look very clean. So I was willing to kind of cede to myself on that one. Next, speaking of once again, things I do by myself, I'm going to start prepping for NaNoWriMo. That's National Novel Writing Month. That's November. Um, I kind of go off grid. When I was doing the variant covers, they would stop for a month. Dam got shorter because I was uh, under um, time constraints to write. And basically what's going on there is that since I didn't finish the novel I tried last year, I still have all my notes and I'm going to start getting back into trying to finish the John Goodwitch novel, which is effectively, um, uh, the chapters are basically short stories um, that have like an overreaching arc um, of him uh, debunking the supernatural despite the fact that he is a vampire himself but he defines everything through science. I'm going to be doing that prepping for that and kind of the way I'm going to be prepping is going to be really neat I'm going to throw out another um, I think I'm going to throw out like a flash fiction challenge um, out on Facebook um, I might do a uh, tweet fiction thing on Twitter um, and then I'm going to be working on a couple pieces for Black Falls to kind of, like I said, get those muscles going again. Cause they, they attribute for a while, but since I've been writing more of Black Falls lately, it's been great. As well as that, I think I talked uh, last week or two weeks ago about having an idea for um, an anime or, or a cartoon. Literally almost every other night, um, my dreams seem to be telling me something because I keep thinking of really neat ideas specifically for the anime, which its working title is Mens Mortem, um, which is Latin for death brain. Um, it makes sense if I revealed the plot, but I won't because it's a work in progress for right now. But it's really neat. I keep thinking of uh, bioelectrical disruptions and uh, neuroparalytic psychotropic aerosols 
and the first like bad guy in um, that the main character is gonna have to face through his trials. Um, I think I'm gonna set it up. Uh, the plot's gonna be kind of structured around um, not only Joseph Campbell's um, hero's journey, but I'm gonna kind of overlay the twelve uh, labors of Hercules. So I think that might be really neat. Plus, you know, all the doom, you know, world cataclysm stuff you expect from um, me thinking of a cartoon. Mr. Wright's going to begin um, probably in the next month. Um, what's going to happen is I've got two pieces left for Black Falls proper. Um, I think I'm going to take a week off. Mr. Wright's probably going to launch the week after that. And Mr. Wright's going to be bi-weekly. Uh, and it's going to have new Black Falls pieces. It's going to have novellas I've written, poetry. I think I've talked about it before. And uh, when you listen to Mr. Wright uh, on the first episode, I will explain what the show is. Um, so I'm not going to do it here because that would just be repetitive. Uh, lastly, South Broadway lost uh, Gary Lee, who I didn't know personally. Um, I'm, I'm sure I felt his effects in terms of fan promotion and venue bookings and I know that um, his restaurant was right across from where I played trivia and I've, I've eaten there before and it was it was it was good but my issue not that I have an issue with him dying I'm not I'm not saying that at all it's it's tragic and people are grieving and I'm not discounting that but I was talking to a bartender friend of mine who was drinking heavily because he's grieving and that's what you do sometimes to cope but really, I think at some point you're just using the grief to give yourself an excuse to justify how much you're drinking. People were getting disgustingly drunk, like annoyingly drunk, where I was concerned for their safety, my safety. Um, and I just, I think you can grieve too hard. I think once you hit that inhibition lowering level of drinking and you know, you're trying to process it. Well, you're, you're not really even processing your feelings at that point. I mean, it's it's very self-medicating. You're not letting yourself feel. You're literally numbing yourself, which within the first 40 hours is fine. But I saw some people who I've never seen that drunk before in my entire life, and it kind of scared me and had me worried for them. So I hope everyone's okay. I just, I want to stress that I understand, believe me, I understand the need or the, the the urge the want to numb yourself and to, and to, to kind of a celebratory vibe uh, you know awake um, isn't necessarily a sad thing I just want people to be careful that they're not numbing themselves so much they're not processing not grieving properly uh, and they're becoming a danger to themselves and others and that they're using this tragic moment to justify selfishly uh, treating themselves badly. I, I, you know, I've had my fair of funerals and, you know, we've held the wakes or we've, you know, drank the night, you know, they died. But then that's it. Like the next day we're like, okay, I am hungover. I'm still broken up and sad. Now it is a time to um, grieve. But being that, you know, the theme, uh, not theme, but I mean, an element of South Broadway is a string of bars. Um, drinking is, is, is part of that culture, and I understand that. I just don't want people to be drinking for the wrong reasons. You know, it's, it's tragic that uh, Gary Lee died. Uh, like I said, I didn't know him, and I wasn't going to be doing any, like, shots to him because that wouldn't be fair to the people 
uh, around me that wouldn't be fair to his memory. Um, I didn't know him. I probably ran across him. I mean, I, I you know, I'm sure I have, but I, I, I didn't know him as closely as some people did, and um, I didn't want to um, dishonor him or them or his memory. But I, I honestly have to wonder if he thinks, you know, the actions of some people I saw last night at the bar, if that's what he would want them to do. I question that, even though I do not know him. So, uh, that's it. Um, I actually skipped one, um, that was hugely neurotic, but I'm not ready to talk about it yet. Um, one, it's, um, content sensitive in terms of my actual in real life. And two, I, I literally am just not ready to talk about, um, it yet. Speaking of processing feelings, I still am processing a lot of sadness about something uh, not outright depression, but um, there is something that's bothering me, but I will talk about it next week, I promise. Um, I just need to kind of get my head together in terms of talking about it. I threw it on there in like a spur of the moment to list going, oh, I'll talk about that. But then, you know, I, I found a few other things to talk about and that kind of filled up the time. So I will talk about, uh, it says fear of a five-year-old, which I know intrigues people because they're like, you're afraid of a five-year-old? And I'm like, it'll get explained next week um when i kind of in, in a better head state about that specifically so from damn doug's acute mental neuroses i'm doug and from damn doug's acute mental neuroses these have been my neuroses good night internet This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon and banjo!